Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Sean O'Mey. This is Don't Get Me Started, a live call-in show with Linda Darling. Linda has 50-plus years in show business. She'll tell you, when it's raining, it's dry. When the sun's out, it's cold. But she'll flip it back to once and it'll all unfold. So here's Linda. Hi, everybody. Hello out there. Welcome. <clears throat> Pardon me. Gee, um, thank you, Sean, for my introduction. Uh, this is now episode five of Don't Get Me Started. Woohoo! Uh, take Charge, part two of four parts. Now, in this one, take charge of your auditions and of the Zoom and of the room, if we ever get back in. Hoping, fingers crossed, probably not. Anyway, uh, we are a live call-in show, so if you have a showbiz question, feel free to call in. The number is 1-845-277-9218. It's a U.S. number, so long-distance charges may apply. Um, That's it. So let's get to work. Uh, First things, though, um, I want to answer another question that came in on, I think it was Instagram, from uh, Paul Dubois. Hi, Paul, if you're listening. Um, How can actors, particularly women, prepare for the different stages of employability in the industry and still feel empowered to pursue a career in an industry built on artist disempowerment? Yeah, good question. Um, My answer is not to rely on acting or a career in this industry for financial security or emotional security or mental security because uh, it's not going to be there for you. I really highly recommend having something else as well that does empower you, that uh, fulfills you, gives you a sense of purpose and and um, creating results for yourself because results in a career in acting are not in your control. There's nothing you can do except do your very best auditions. And, and even if you are always on it about being prepared and you work hard on your career and you spend all the time really going after it, unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it because it could happen. But even if you do everything you can possibly think of, it might not happen. And that's just the reality of the biz. This industry, that's how it goes. Um, And you won't feel disempowered if you have something else that's empowering you. Who cares? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, The other part of the question was, how do you feel 
or how did you feel coming back to Vancouver after taking a break from, quote unquote, the industry? So, uh, Paul, I discovered two things while I was away. Uh, and I think you're referring to my time that I was living in Jamaica in the West Indies and then in Kelowna. Um, I discovered two things. One, being a housewife and a mother wasn't enough for me. I had to have some other creative expression going on in my life. Um, the other thing I discovered was that I could live without acting. Uh, so I, uh, I wasn't that worried about it. Also because I love teaching. And that has become the other business that I am passionate about and has kept me going through, you know, I've done a lot of work as, as an actor, but not all the time. And my teaching is something that I can control, uh, whether I have classes or not, and how often and how many people and how much I want to put into it or how little I want to put into it. And it's something I can adjust uh, if acting does come along. So I do get to do both. Um, it was pretty easy coming back, being away for a while. I I gave it up for even a better reason to raise my daughter. <laughs> and I was so happy to have those years to just spend taking care of her and enjoying her and um and raising her hopefully well um yes well she's awesome um so uh coming back was but uh, i knew i could teach and uh i did start going to auditions again and it didn't take much for people to although one <laughs> one casting director in town i had been back for uh over Two years. I'd been back for two years and I got called in to audition for something and the casting director came out and said, oh, Linda, you're back? Yeah, I've been back for two years. Good to see you. Anyhow, um, it, it uh, mostly everybody else saw me right away. Uh, that person will remain nameless. Um, okay, so... Those are my answers, Paul, and I hope that's satisfying, and I hope it helps everybody else. Um, you know, get a real job like your parents told you. Um, and then, you know, start this out as a hobby until it takes over, and then you've got a career. So um, for this episode, which is all about taking charge of your auditions, uh, if you listen to my last episode, Hopefully, you've decided on how much or how little, because this is something that came up last time, how much or how little you want to commit to an acting career. Uh, if you have decided, congratulations. If you haven't, I suggest you figure that out before you move into even thinking about a career, uh, into taking on an agent and beginning to audition and uh, just remember, the answer doesn't matter. The answer to that question doesn't matter. It's your decision about that question that matters. Um, whether you decide to take it full on 
uh, or whether you like it being kind of a side hobby and you have other interests and things you're passionate about. It doesn't matter as long as you're clear about what that answer is. Um, I know sometimes we think when we're on camera that we can hide what's really going on with us, but I don't believe that. I think it's a vibe. I think they get it. They know. They just sense it. They can't explain it. They don't know why. Uh, If you're trying to look like this is your main gig and it really isn't, they they don't get as excited maybe. Uh, If you know it's a hobby and you're there to have a good time and they get it, they they might just go with that because you know why you're there and it's clear. Um, so the decision is what matters. Uh, and regardless of what the decision is, as long as you own it and you can commit to every audition opportunity for your own right reason, you've got at least a good chance of enjoying it and being there in the moment and creating some satisfying results. Um, you just need to be really clear and ready to do your best regardless of what that decision might be for you. Um, Speaking of creating results, um, there's a couple of tips about approaching something called an audition, by the way, which I think is one of the hardest things for the actor to actually have to do is an audition. We are constantly hoping to be good enough. Um, And I have some tips about what would help when you go into an audition or might help you not just be there hoping you get a job. Um, Well, first of all, you can't control whether you get that job or not. There's nothing you can do about that. It's up to somebody else. So, it's good and and fine if you want the job, but you can't control getting it. So your goal just can't be to get that job. Have a goal that you can control. What could you control? Well, um, maybe you could have a goal to... <laughs> it's one of my, my couple of my main goals. How about entertaining them? That you can do. Um, Maybe your goal is to only do a couple of takes and nail it right away. That's something you can actually do something about. Um, Maybe you're a little shaky on being word perfect. So your goal this time is to be word perfect in the audition. Um, Or maybe it's to achieve a particular emotional level because the scene you feel requires it. Those are things you can control. And then at the end of the audition, you know whether you created results for yourself or not. So you don't have to sit around for a couple of days waiting and hoping to maybe get a call that says you created a result for yourself. You create the results, right? So when it's done and sent off, because everything's self-taped now, you have a sense of accomplishment and success and you're not just left hanging waiting for somebody else to acknowledge you for something um 
I'm also, I'm, I've probably said this before in these episodes, but I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it a lot. Um, Michael Shirtliff's audition definition, a definition of an audition in his book, Audition, um, is one of the best, simplest, clearest possible things you need to know about auditioning. So I'm going to go over the definition again and uh, again and again, probably. Um, But here it is. This is Michael Shirtliff's definition of an audition. You ready? It's the real you reacting to a remarkable situation in a unique way. Okay, I'm going to break that down. Okay. The real you. Who you are, you with your personality, your everything, your emotional existence, your essence, everything about you. So I suggest you you can read breakdowns, but don't try to fit yourself into that breakdown because that may not be exactly who you are. My thing about that is cast yourself in the role. See yourself doing that role. Um with your qualities. If someone invited you to read for this, they think you have the qualities for it. Just you. So cast yourself in the role. That's the real you. Reacting. Acting is reacting, right? Have you ever heard that? Yes. Reacting to a remarkable situation. You know, they don't write scenes about nothing happening. Well, and if they do, they're usually dropped pretty soon from the script. So uh, there's always something happening in a scene. You need to look for what that is in the scene. Um, it's, so it's the real you reacting to a remarkable situation in a unique way. Your way is your unique way. Not like anybody else's way. It's your way. I know there are some teachers and and other people who say, well, you got to really do something interesting to be noticed. And I think actors take that the wrong way sometimes. I think they think they have to get weird or do something outrageous, something that goes against everything, or or be a particular way just to stand out. Well, uh, you will stand out but probably for the wrong reasons. So um, I think uh, if you just stand out in your own unique way is the best standout you could be. No one can do you the way you do you. And you should do you. (laughs) I know that's kind of a phrase these days, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do you. Um, but it's true for us. Yes, do you. That's as unique as you could possibly ever be. And that's what they want, by the way. They don't want to watch 12 to 30 people do it the same exact way. They're hoping, actually, that you might make some improvements for them <laughs> and and make sense of some stuff that may or may not be strong. So your unique way is the best way to go. Yeah. Um, 
So, again, just to recap, the real you reacting to a remarkable situation in a unique way. And that would be your way. Um, Speaking of uh, Michael Shirtliff's book, I've actually based so much of uh, what's in my book on his book audition because I just think he's right. He's, he's just hit the nail on the head about what actors need to do. So, uh, you know, here's a, a word out for his book. It's a great book. He has a great sense of humor, and he really loves actors. So um, it's, it's a really good book. But now uh, my caveat is that he was from theater in New York and um, wrote from a position of theater. Um, I call his book, Audition, the Old Testament. My book, Audition Craft for Film and TV, is a lot based on his book, uh, but it's the New Testament. It's taking all of his stuff and applying it to film and television and auditioning uh, specifically. So uh, I recommend both books, just so you know. Um, And I'll tell you at the end uh, where you can get that. Um, Also, Marianne Williamson had a suggestion for people who were auditioning. If you don't know, she is a proponent of, um, oh, God, it's a big, big, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Anyway, she ran for president in the U.S. Uh, briefly, and uh, but she, you know, from a spiritual point of view, that's that's where she was coming from. Uh, her suggestion, which I thought was brilliant for actors, is being in an audition to give. Don't be there to get. And I just think that's brilliant. What are you going to give? What Do you want to just, you know, entertain someone, like I said, that's your purpose, or make someone laugh, or just relax for a little while, or maybe move people to uh, a cathartic experience with your performance? What What do you want to give to whoever might be watching this? It takes some of the pressure off yourself as well. Um, and then... Of course, uh, as far as creating results, uh, after you do an audition, I highly recommend treating yourself. You don't have to go buy a new car, but just, you know, treat yourself to something. Pat yourself on the back. Go take a walk. Take an extra half hour out of whatever things you have to do to just walk around a park or take yourself for a coffee in a piece of pie or, you know, have something you're not supposed to have. (laughs) But treat yourself, reward yourself, because for a couple of reasons. One, it takes your mind off of the fact that you just did an audition and now it's in someone else's hands. So there's nothing else you can do. You might as well go live your life. And if you're treating yourself, it'll probably take some of the attention onto something else other than the fact that you did an audition. Um, and also reward, reward. We, we live for rewards 
And this is a way to give yourself a reward. It may be the only one you get. So (laughs) take care of it for yourself. Don't wait for anybody else to give it to you. Um, uh, So, okay, I'm going to take a second now to remind you that um, we are open to take calls. I can't be that fascinating. Come on, call in, ask a question. Um, the number is one eight four five two seven seven nine two one eight. One eight four five two seven seven nine two one eight. Or maybe I am just that fascinating. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> My team just gave me the thumbs up. Oh, I love them. Uh, Listen, um, you know, if you ever meet Nicole and or Colin, give them a big thank you because the show would not exist without them. Um, I'm not in this episode going to even cover how solid you should be in your audition performance technique. Um, But if you have any questions about anything regarding acting, even if it is about performance, it doesn't have to match exactly what I'm selling right now. Um, Feel free to call in. Yeah. Um, Okay. I got to take a breath now because um, the next part of taking charge is where I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. Um. I have some issues with actors not taking charge in some areas of their acting and auditioning, taking charge, working with their agents. Now that we do self-tapes, I'm seeing and hearing about over and over actors who are totally stressed out because they have three or four auditions all at the same time, and they're all due in relatively close spaces of time, and um, and they don't know what to do, and uh, I'm afraid that they're, you know, the, the quantity is taking over from the quality. So I want to address this because um, it's not the agent's fault. Casting directors are just doing their job. We're very busy here. There's a lot going on. It's up to you to take charge of how you want to work with your agent. (laughs) This is going to sound very bold, probably scare the pants off of a lot of you. Too bad. This is how, if you want to have an actual enjoyable career, You're going to have to deal with this one and you're going to have to be the one to speak up because your agent is just firing as many auditions to you as they can possibly come up with because they don't want to hear you complaining about not having any. But I don't think the agents are actually thinking enough on their own about how many auditions they're actually shooting to one person and how quickly all of those things come due. Um, It is upon you, the actor, to tell your agent 
and point out to them that how many auditions have been coming to you all at the same time and that they need to help you manage them and tell your agent that you are going to start to manage it. And if you uh, can, uh, in the best way possible, get them all done, you will get them all done, but at your pace. Not the agents, not the casting directors, your pace. Remember, the name of this episode is Taking Charge of Your Auditions. This is major because whether you know it or not, you're probably not doing your best work if you're working on three different scripts all at the same time with three different characters in eight to 11 pages each. Sorry. Uh, Even if you have one or two of them are three-liners. It doesn't matter. Um, You need to make it clear about how you can handle these things with your agent. Um, Now, handling them. Also, I have an issue about the time frame for submissions. It's just crazy. And this is kind of on casting directors and agents. Um. It's a good thing I don't care that much about acting anymore Um, after I get finished here. Uh, Time frame for submitting. I think your time frame should be, I will get to it as soon as I can. Having worked on it and worked on getting it taped requires a lot of stuff that we're going to handle me in a bit requires a lot on the part of an actor so you need some time to go through that never mind learning nine pages or 11 pages on three different scripts and they're all due an hour apart on the same day i'm over exaggerating but it's close and that's i'm sorry bullshit so um also Uh, you need to manage with your agent the types and the sizes of the roles that you want to be reading for. If you're brand new, read for anything. Read for one word. Do SOC. doesn't matter. Just start getting in there. If you're at a point that you've... (laughs) Uh, you've done so many characters that don't have a real name. They're just, you know, guard number one or nurse number two. Um, You know, if you've done enough of those, then stand up for yourself, take charge and stop reading for those roles and work with your agent to get you a little better uh, something to read for. Uh, You can still read for those things uh, if you're okay about it, because if, you, if you're hating reading for them, you're probably not looking all that good at them anyway. Um, but have the, those kinds of conversations. It's okay. There's something else about agents. And I have to cover this with my students all the time. Their agents aren't going to like this, but I like it. Um, you hire them. They do not hire you. You are their employer. They work for you. 
how I know that is you pay them. <laughs> if you get a job, you pay a commission to them for helping you get that job. They do not pay you out of their pocket. They are not your employer. So as the CEO of your career, uh, your agent is an employee of yours. So I like to think of it even more as teamwork. You, you, they are a member of your team, but you are in charge of where you want to go. So, you know, you need to uh, be on your agent about how you want your career to look, which is why I think it's okay to have these kinds of conversations that I just talked about with your agent. Uh, I think we have a call, so I'm going to take that call. Hello. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Who's on the line? This is Craig. Craig. Craig? Or yes. Greg? Craig. Craig. Hi, Craig. What can I help you with? I don't know. I was just, I just, I was just listening. I was just wondering, um, you know, uh, taking charge of your auditions. You know, I've never thought of auditioning, but maybe I might. So this might be, this might be something to be helped me. You know, when I go into an audition, if I do, um, maybe I can learn something here. Are you an actor? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on stage most of the time, you know, so yeah, I guess I would be, uh, considered an actor, but yeah. You're on stage. How? Well, anybody that's outside of myself would be in the audience and I would be on stage. (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) That's hilarious. I deserve that. Um, But but what do you do on stage? Well, that's another story. But, um, you know, what I basically what I do is I just be myself. I know. In in what kind of way? Um, Well, you know, I have a cornucopia of experiences. I'm uh, eschatology master. Um, I'm a spiritual advisor and I'm a life coach. Oh, okay. And you've never thought of acting until you've heard me? Well, no. People told me, you know, you should probably do this and this, this and that. And and I I heard all that. But that's fine and dandy, but I just got to do what I do because I'm always on stage. And if I'm not consistent, then it won't be, it won't count for anything. Okay. That's a good acting tip. But uh, do you have a, a question about well, performing or? Um, well, you know, I don't know. Performing Performance comes from when you're bringing something about you. That okay, so do you, do, Craig, hang on. Do you have a question yeah. for me, or do you just want no, to talk? I, I, I just want to talk, yeah, just talking, yeah, just to see where you're at, see, what, see if there's any information I can get from you or anything. About I'm, what? I'm new to this. About okay. this um, audition stuff. He says auditions. Uh, uh, yeah. Taking charge of your audition. Yes. Yeah, 
see, if you were a performer, you would know what auditions meant and what actors had to go through. So if you were thinking about acting, um, even as a side gig, um, and you thought you were right for it, you would probably, first of all, want to take a class or something, see what it's uh-huh. really like. To, to do. See what it's really like. Is, that's what yeah, it's really to be like an actor. To not just not just be yourself, but actually take on a role of someone else's life. Oh, I do that continuously. I'm always doing that. Okay. Well, if you want to look at acting, I suggest you go find a class to take. Yeah. Well, that's what people do when 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 they do that. They uh. It's not acting, though. I don't think it's called acting. I think it's just called a mirroring effect. A mirroring effect is is a... Uh, right, uh, but I'm talking uh, about having that, a career, Craig. Hello? Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. a, having a career in this business. Right? How many people call yeah, it in there? all the world's a stage, and yeah, all the men and women merely players. We know that. I'm talking about making money as an actor. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay, you got people calling in on your station here. Okay, well, I don't want to take up any more of their time, so thank you for answering. Well, listen, uh, if you want to take an acting class, contact me on Instagram or through Facebook um, at LD Don't Get Me Started, and I'll head you in the right direction. Okay? Yeah, sounds good, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks, thanks for calling. Okay, bye. You too. Hello? Hi, Linda. Yes. Hi, it's Linda in Kelowna. I have to say hello. I want to say I miss you. And I just want to say that everything I ever learned from you in the master classes and when you were in Kelowna are still very much with me. Oh, my God. Hi. I miss you. I miss you. You are so awesome and wonderful. Nobody needs to go to a therapist. They just need to go to the master class. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. Listen, anybody else who's listening, I did not put her up to this. <laughs> I'm. Oh, my God. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. Do, do you have a question? How you doing? I'm doing really well. I couldn't help myself. I just had to call in and, and say hello. You're just fantastic. You are. You you help so many people. You're just wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. What are you up to? Are you still acting at all? Is there something? You know, the business is coming to Kelowna. I know. I know. And there's been opportunity to... to I, I went in as an extra a couple of summers ago. I can't even remember the movie. <laughs> Right. Well, you were an extra, so who cares? It was an extra. It was fantastic. But I but, work. I just work doing my thing. Yeah. But yeah. Know. But listen, stay awake and pay attention because there's stuff coming yeah. to Kelowna. I, see I did it. one in Penticton. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Recently, so just just last year. But I, you know, I was just there to work a few days and. So I didn't have a lot of time to visit. Yeah. But anyway, keep well, your I, eyes and ears open. I I will, Linda. Thank you. And and you take care of yourself. 
I will, and you too. Thanks so much for calling. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, I did not put her up to that. That's, geez. Whew. That was pretty special. Okay. Um, Back to uh, whatever. What was I doing after Craig? (laughs) Ah, Yes, uh, I'm kind of done with the agent business, actually. Um, I'm, I'm going to move on to uh, taking charge, actually prepping an audition. I think if you're serious about acting, you need to focus and concentrate well before you start doing those lines. I think you have to focus and concentrate earlier in the day. I never like late in the day auditions for that reason, because I have to spend the entire day focused and concentrated. I can't not to do, to really be the best I could be. So uh, I highly recommend clearing your schedule well before you're going to do your taping um, for the day. I don't even answer the phone. I don't answer emails. I keep myself pretty clear of things going on in my head. I try to keep the material in my head um, until after I do the taping. And after it, I can answer emails and call people and do whatever. But till then, till that tape is done, I'm immersed in that piece of auditioning. Um, Which brings me to the next thing. If more than one is due at relatively similar times, I highly recommend not trying to work on both at the same time. Work on one, shoot it, let it go, and then move on to the next one, which is why I think it's really important not to have three or four of them that's due all on the same day. That's crazy. How can you focus and concentrate on something like that? So you, even if you do one in the morning, if there, you could probably get two in. Uh, one in the morning, focus, concentrate on that one. Don't even think about the other one. Get it done and then move to the next one. Don't try to mix and think about this one for a little bit and then think about the other one for a little bit and then go back and do the first one. And no, um, you may think you're doing okay, but you're probably not in your clearest, best space, totally focused and concentrated on the one you're working on now. It takes a lot. I mean, Craig, if you're still listening, get a load of this. It takes a lot to do an audition. We make acting look easy. It looks like, yeah, all you got to do is just be yourself. And, you know, I am myself all day long. Yeah, I know that. Uh, But auditioning is a different animal. And acting is a different animal. Our job is to make it look easy. But it doesn't mean it is easy. It takes an enormous amount of focus, energy, and concentration. So there. Um, For self-taping... I really highly recommend that you get used to doing one or two takes. Hear me. 
One or two takes. Not 13, not 20, not 30 takes trying to get it right. If you have tried that before, you've probably noticed that it doesn't get better, it gets worse. Your first couple, because it takes so much energy to actually do a good audition, your first couple are probably going to be your best. You could spend the rest of your life trying to get better on that one, you know, <laughs> uh, but eventually you got to give it up, right? And pick one and I'll bet you anything it's going to be one of the first ones that you did that you actually settle on. So get used to planning for that. Really pull your socks up, get your focus and your concentration and your energy up for one or two takes. Also, uh, it helps too when you get back in the room, if we ever get back in the room, uh, you're only going to get one or two takes. You need to know how to do that. So because we're self-taping everything now, it's so easy to let go of that and just keep working on it and trying. And, and, and I'm going to get it better. I'm going to get it better. No, you're not. You're going to get it in one or two takes. It's going to be the best. So shoot for that. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I can do it. Um, relax. Relax. Breathe and relax. And focus. This is when you do want to put all your eggs in this basket right now for the taping. I do recommend running the scene with whoever is reading for you. Um, just so you settle in. It helps you focus. It helps the words be there when you need them. Just run it with the reader before you start taping. Unless you're totally so confident that you have to just go right to tape but take a take a, a a read with the reader before um have your tools set up before you're going to tape get the camera and your phone or and the ring light and whatever else you need take the painting off the wall that you're going to stand up against or hang the curtain or do whatever well before don't be sweating over that two seconds before you're going to start the scene because that's not going to help you either. Uh, if you have questions about the scene, get them answered. I know we're not in the room now, so we can't, you know, can't ask the casting director if we have a serious question about something in the scene. I know the only question we really have is, can I have this job? That's really the question we have. But um, uh, if you don't have an answer to something that you really need the answer to, call your agent. Uh, get the answer from your agent. Have them contact the casting director. If you don't feel comfortable contacting casting director directly, then do it through your agent. But get questions answered. We don't get full scripts much anymore. Uh, even for very large principal roles and, and you know, supporting leads, and we just, they don't give us scripts. I don't know what they think we can do without them, but we don't get them. Um, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 
there were actually times when I would rather the casting director didn't give me whatever notes they had for me. Um, As long as I'm getting in trouble, I might as well get in deep trouble. Um, uh, Not every casting director has always had the best tip for me, I thought. Um, And I felt terrible about following whatever direction they gave me after I did it. But oh well. Um, but uh, if you do have a serious question that you need answered uh, or you need help with something, either get coaching through your teacher or someone who you know coaches, uh, actors for auditions, and get help, right? Uh, if anybody else needs to call in, the number is one eight four five two seven seven nine two one eight. It's the same number every week, right? So put it in your speed dial or, you know, put it in your phone. Then you just have to hit the button. Make sure you put one in there because that'll get you through. Um, yeah, one eight four five two seven seven nine two one eight. 877 Yeah, now that we are in this new... Uh, I don't know, new ball game, I guess, of self-taping. Um, I do want to just mention uh, what I know of as uh, taping methods that are working now uh, for us. Um, now that we have to do it all ourselves and we don't have the luxury of getting into the room where a casting director has done all of that for us, uh, or you go to your agent and they tape you, um, or you come to me and I tape you. Um, I don't like doing that, though. Don't call me. Um, uh, I'm not really sure about what happens in the U.S., uh, but here in Vancouver, uh, for Casting Workbook, if you have a Casting Workbook account, there is an app. There's an app for everything. Um, it's the Actors app. And it's brilliant. Again, if I can use it, you can use it. You put it on your phone. You connect to this brilliant app that lets you edit. You can shoot as many times as you want. Select what you want to send. It uh, audio for you. What's that called? Yeah, it audio corrects on its own. And and because it knows who your agent is, because they have that information on your casting workbook account, they actually put what you did on your account and notify your agent that the tape is ready and then your agent can send it in for you. It's brilliant. Uh, So that's called Actors App. It's a red logo uh, with a big A on it and it works brilliantly. Um, You can use any camera and then send it. We transfer Vimeo, whatever, whatever one of those things you understand. I, we transfer works for me. Vimeo, I just can't seem to, you know, navigate it. Uh, lots of people love it. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, we transfer works for me. Uh, if I'm doing something on a camera and then I load it onto my computer and send it through We Transfer, that works. A lot of people are using iMovie on their iPhones. Is it only on iPhones? iMovie. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's on Mac as well. And yeah, any Apple, I guess, is what it's on. iMovie. Some people love that one and they can do it. Um, 
there are also people, if you're not good with any of this stuff, for reasonable fees, there are people who are making audition tapes for people. They're helping you with your self-tape. You go to them. They have a room. Um, the one I use, uh, and I have for myself, too, if I couldn't get a reader or, you know, um, usually if I can't get a reader. Uh, I go to the taping room. Selena runs the taping room. Um and it's really inexpensive. You look fabulous on how she's got it all set up. Um, or you can go to Shoreline. Or if you are a member of the union, I don't know if they're still doing it. Maybe not with COVID. I don't know um, about them. But if you're with the union, you can actually use a room they have. Uh, I think you have to bring your own reader. I'm not sure about camera operator. You've had to check with them. Um, Shoreline, I know Mike at Shoreline has, they have a fabulous facility because that's where we would usually go for auditions. Um, the, the room is beautiful and, um, Mike is beautiful and, uh, they make really good tapes and they know all about who to send it to and where to send it and editing and they can do it all. So you can hire people if you're inept at this. (laughs) I, being close to inept myself, um, I do understand. If you can't navigate this stuff, get help. There is help available out there. Um, If you're big and brave and you're tackling it yourself, you do need a blank wall, a ring light. Get a ring light. They Oh, everybody looks good in a ring light. They're brilliant. Um, They're not that expensive, and there's different sizes. You don't need a huge one. Uh, I have a pretty big one for classes, but I don't, you don't need a big one. They actually have a little teeny one that fits on your phone. I saw the other day. It's amazing. Um, and you need a reader. Uh, I recommend everybody getting in their community and supporting each other as readers. So you should have a list of people you can call because these things come in at the last minute. Have a list of people that you will be available for to help do their auditions if they will be available for you when you do your auditions. Have a list of people so you're not frantic at the last minute trying to, you know, change your voice so you can read for yourself off camera. Sometimes they can tell, you know, they don't like that really. Um, and, And having a live person read with you is always your best option anyway. Right. Uh, that's what some of the places that um, you go to can actually like Selena's a brilliant reader because she's an actress. Um, and um, uh, for Shoreline and the union, I think you have to bring your own. But uh, have people who are available to you and you in return help them. Uh, as far as props go, I, you know, my thing is if you talk about it in the scene, then maybe you should have something. But you don't have to set deck and, you know, make anything look better than this you in front of a blank wall. Um, if you're in a bar, have a thing of water with you or something. You know, if you need a drink, have one with you. But that's, you know, you don't have to do much more about it than that. Um, for slating, slating is a problem now because they keep asking for a full-on head-to-toe slate, I don't know what size room you would have to have to get that 
on a landscape picture to to get a full body. Um, there's a couple of options for that too. Uh, you can actually go to Shoreline or Selena or someone who has, well, Selena actually doesn't have that much room, um, but she tries her best to get the whole thing in. Um, but Shoreline does, and they will make some pre-taped slates for you. You can do a few, you know, bring a couple of outfits, change your clothes. It doesn't cost that much. And then you've got slates of a full body to stick on whatever uh, audition you have. You don't have to look like what you just did. Um, Or if that doesn't work for you, then do the up and down. Come on. I don't know what they expect from us. They keep sending notes. We want the full head to toe. Yeah, but who can, I couldn't even back up in my house that far to get a full shot. So give them up and down, you know, don't sweat it. Please wear shoes. I know if you're home, I'm constantly looking down. I got put your shoes on for the slate, please. Um, and uh, pretty much uh, it's name and your height. And uh, whatever city you're in is usually what they want these days. Uh, But just because they didn't ask, I think you could actually have a greeting. Say hi. (laughs) Instead of looking like a mugshot in a police station. Um, Say hi and who you are. And if you want to. Have a little tag thing that just comes up. I say, go for it. What the hell? You know? Anybody have any questions? Because we're getting close to done. Oh, my God. I'm not even, um, well, I'm almost, yeah, Jesus. Um, Zoom auditions. I'm going to have to Zoom through this. (laughs) Uh, As Nicole pointed out, Uh, when I was trying to figure all that stuff out. Practice setting up for Zoom just in case. Test the actor's access, whatever, uh, how it sounds, how it's going to look. Get on top of that before one comes in because those things come in fast too. Um, There's a waiting room usually that you wind up in. Don't just think you're going to sit down and go. So when you're in the waiting room... Use positive reinforcement for yourself. Don't worry about who else is there. Don't worry about all the things that you're not going to do. Think about all the things you are going to do. Positive reinforcement when you're waiting. Keep breathing. Tell yourself you're going to listen. Pay attention. I personally, so far, have gotten away with never doing a Zoom audition and I hope to never have to do one. I can't believe actors are being asked to do their little from the neck up piece of business in a Zoom audition with other little faces all over your screen and some little body there reading with you. Um, I think uh, if I was really forced to do one, I would try to hook my camera up to my computer and still use my camera as I do for self-tapes and turn my computer around, look at them on the side on the screen and my own reader. 
uh, I took David Craig's course in L.A. He taught actors how to audition for musicals. And one of the main things he always enforced was have your own accompanist. And I get it. Have your own reader. Because you'll do the performance you want to do if you have your own reader. You know? Uh, just to thank the person for being there and you have your own reader. Why not? Uh, if you're going through your camera, not if you're uh, sitting in front of your computer, which I highly dislike. Um, they're awkward and uncomfortable. No one likes them. I don't think they like them either. So just know that, you know, and if you have to do one and you're sitting in front of your computer, do your best and and keep your sense of humor. I think that's important. Don't lose it. Just do it, right? Um uh, yeah, I'm getting a three minute. Okay. Uh, taking charge. Uh, w- if you're in the room, when this will be quick because we don't get to be in the room anymore, take water in with you. Take your time. This may apply no matter where you are or what you're doing. Self tape or don't talk until you're actually in your body. Present. Take that second or whatever it is. To settle in, okay? Ask questions if you need to. And don't ask permission. Don't say, can I use a chair? Just tell them nicely that you're going to use a chair. (laughs) It's your audition. You're the authority in acting at that moment. Um, Also remember that uh, nervous and excited are exactly the same physical sensations. It just depends on what you're going to call it. So if you have nervous sensations going on, just call it excited because it means a whole different world of things than nervous means. Nervous means things aren't going well. (laughs) Excited means things are going great. So um, be excited, not nervous. And that's going to be it for the day. Uh, I just want to thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks to Colin and Nicole and Sean for his opening and Carl, of course, for his cute little piece of music. Um, Till next time, um, we will be back in uh, four weeks at the end, end of May at some point. We haven't figured it out yet. It'll be episode six, Take Charge, part three, Taking Charge of Your Career. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LD, Don't Get Me Started, Apple, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review for us. Please leave a review if it's good. Uh, otherwise, forget it. Um, blog Talk Radio. Thanks to those who have left a comment on Blog Talk. Oh, my God, I was so happy to see them. My book, Audition Craft for Film and TV, is available on lindadarlow.com. And that's all I have today. Stay well. Take charge of your acting, your auditions, your career, and your life. But don't get me started. Mm-hmm.